Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita and today's topic is chapter 4 verses 4 through 6, the nature of the Lord's incarnations. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Agyanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadatiswa Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscham Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Mitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Mitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Paditanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Namon Vishnupadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita chapter 4 texts 4 through 6 I'm uh, sorry for the delay because of which I think you had to change the link I'm just going to send the new link to the others as well just give me a second so this uh, these few verses signify the nature of the Lord's incarnations how the Lord incarnates in his different bodies just one second All right, then. <coughs> Bhagavad Gita chapter 4, text 4. We, we will go through three verses today. Chapter 4, text 4, text 5, text 6. <coughs> Let me just check the status of the live stream. Is everything okay? You can all hear me. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Alright, I think it looks like the sound is good. Again, sorry for the delay, delay and uh, you know <laughs> you have to change the live stream link. All right, 
so we will stand word to word please repeat after me arjuna uvacha aparam bhavatah janma param janma vivasvatah katham etat vijaniyam tvam आदौ इति रिपीट लाइन बाय लाइन अर्जुन उवाच अपरंभवतो जन्म परम जन्म विवस्वत कथमेतजानीयाम अर्जुन उवाच अपरंभवतो जन्म परम जन्म विवस्वत कथमेतजानीयादी अर्जुन उवाच Arjuna said aparam junior bhavatah your janma birth param superior janma birth vivasvatah of the sun god whose name is vivaswan katham how etat this vijaniyam shall i understand tvam you adav in the beginning proktavan instructed iti does translation and purport by sdivangrese sri bhaktivedanta swami shri prabhupad ki jai translation arjuna said the sun god vivaswan is senior by birth to you how am i to understand that in the beginning you instructed the science to him <clears throat> we have uh, looked at this question briefly the other day i think uh, chapter 4 text 1 or 2 <clears throat> so this is a very genuine question that um, arjuna is asking that anybody would have the doubt just a second so anybody would have this doubt that it's millions of years ago and how did krishna uh, instruct vivaswan <clears throat> purport arjuna is an accepted devotee of the lord so how could he not believe in krishna's words the fact is that arjuna is not inquiring for himself but for those who do not believe in the supreme personality of godhead or for the demons who do not like the idea that krishna should be accepted as the supreme personality of godhead for them only arjuna inquires on this point as if he were himself not aware of the personality of godhead or krishna as it will be evident from the 10th chapter arjuna knew perfectly well that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead the fountain head of everything and the last word in transcendence of course krishna also appeared as the son of devaki on this earth how krishna maintained the same sorry how krishna remained the same 
supreme personality of Godhead, the eternal original person, is very difficult for an ordinary man to understand. Therefore, to clarify this point, Arjuna put this question before Krishna so that he himself could speak authoritatively. That Krishna is the supreme authority is accepted by the whole world, not only at present but from time immemorial, and the demons alone reject him. Anyway, since Krishna is the authority accepted by all, Arjuna put this question before him in order that Krishna would describe himself without being depicted by the demons who always try to distort him in a way understandable to the demons and their followers. It is necessary for that everyone for his own interest know the signs of Krishna. Therefore, when Krishna himself speaks about himself, it is auspicious for all the worlds. To the demons, such explanations by Krishna himself may appear to be strange because the demons always study Krishna from their own standpoint. But those who are devotees heartily welcome the statements of Krishna when they are spoken by Krishna himself. The devotees will always worship such authoritative statements of Krishna because they are always eager to know more and more about him. The atheists who consider Krishna an ordinary man may in this way come to know that Krishna is superhuman, that he is Sachidananda Vigraha. Brahma Samhita 5.1, the eternal form of bliss and knowledge, that he is transcendental and that he is above the domination of the modes of material nature and above the influence of time and space. A devotee of Krishna like Arjuna is undoubtedly above any misunderstanding of the transcendental position of Krishna. Arjuna's putting this question before the Lord is simply an attempt by the devotee to defy the atheistic attitude of persons who consider Krishna to be an ordinary human being subject to the modes of material nature. So, we have discussed this briefly the other day. So, Arjuna is putting this question for our benefit, basically. Especially because the demons would try to describe him in their own distorted ways, just like the Mayavadis. So, to quell all that uh, misconception and give the correct description or the correct explanation to those who are sincerely wanting to know about it, the Lord, he let the Lord himself speak because he is the final uh, authority on himself. If I want to understand about you, I must ask you, uh, sir or madam, how are you, who are you, where did you come from, who is your parents, all these things, then I can know if you reveal yourself. So, even if, it, if that is true, even for an ordinary person, what to speak of God? If we want to know about Him, we have to know from Him. So, there will be no person better than the Lord who would describe about the Lord. So, therefore, Arjuna, because the Lord was there, he, took, he grabbed the opportunity to let the Lord explain Himself. Because this will be otherwise very bewildering. As in the, in the third chapter, Krishna said, Rahasyam Hyetad Uttamam. This um, secret is only understood to you, Arjuna, because you are my devotee. So now Arjuna wanted, as a Vaishnava, he is thinking, I, I, it's not I alone that, um, that um, should know this uh, glory about Krishna. Everyone should know. So it should be clear for everyone. So a Vaishnava is always thinking like that. Uh, that He wants to make others also know the signs of Krishna. So therefore, and since Krishna is already there, uh, so best is Krishna speaking about himself. That's the best. So, he was he already accepted himself as a disciple. So, he let Krishna speak. Just like we had the example of uh, Vidura in the Bhagavatam. Vidura went to Uddhava for instruction. But Uddhava was very junior in age. And talking about uh, advancement in spiritual life, 
well vidura maitreya and um, uddhava all were pure devotees but then uddhava uh, did not was not very eager to speak immediately just because vidura asked him to become uh, his spiritual master uddhava was not eager to become the spiritual master of um, uh, vidura he said nearby here is maitreya muni uh, therefore you go to him uh, he is elder to you in age also and i am very junior and krishna personally spoke to maitreya muni as well so you please uh, take instruction from maitreya muni he passed on the thing to the senior although he was well capable of speaking about the signs of krishna consciousness so there is maryada there is etiquette when there is a senior person there uh, you should let him uh, explain so since here krishna and arjuna were there and of course the senior is krishna so he let krishna speak he asked the question on behalf of um, the rest of the world who are not having so much faith and in the future and he knew kali yuga was going to come and there will be so many mal interpretations of bhagavad gita and demons will take advantage to explain uh, krishna in a distorted way taking advantage of the ignorance of the public and in this way they will distort the teachings so comparatively if one wants to see whose opinion matters um they may say arjuna is an ordinary person and um, you know this um, so called mayavadi whoever it is he also is an ordinary person so i mean it's a debatable thing you know arjuna is saying one thing uh, this mayavadi saint so called is saying another thing but no now krishna is saying supreme personality of god had himself is saying no human mattah paratram nanyat there is nobody equal to or superior to him whatever he speaks that's it nobody whatever other people may say if it does not tally with what krishna says it is just it just doesn't matter so that's why it is a shri bhagavan vach in this bhagavad gita so the bhagavan himself is speaking so no other statement is uh, comes even close to um, defy the statement of or deny the statement of krishna krishna statement is always going to be the fact So next we go to the fourth chapter fifth verse Shri Bhagavan vacha baho nime vyatitani janmani tavacharjuna tanyaham veda sarvani natvam vetha parantapa So Krishna is answering now So we'll see the word to word Shri Bhagavan vacha the personality of god had said that matters because the supreme person is speaking here and supreme person means what are the features of a supreme person he has complete knowledge what is the bhagwan shri bhagwan vacha what is bhagwan bhagwan means he is full in six opulences and what are those opulences you should know by heart by now the vishnu puran 6.5.47 hmm aishvaryasya samagrasya viryasya yashashasriyah jnana vairagya yoschaiva shannambhaga itingana bhagavan the supreme personality of godhead is thus defined by parashar muni as one who is full in six opulences who has full strength full fame full wealth full knowledge full beauty and full renunciation and 
we want to highlight this part full knowledge he has unlimited knowledge and he is speaking now shri bhagavan vacha so therefore that is completely authoritative and as we know here in the chaitanya charitamrita 7.107 we have seen this many times brahma pramad vipralipsa karana apatav ishwarer vakya nahi dosha e sab the material defects of mistakes illusions cheating and sensory inefficiency do not exist in the words of the supreme personality of godhead so there is no mistake there is no cheating there is no illusion there is no sensory inefficiency in the lord so whatever he speaks is perfect so we should accept the words of bhagwan in that manner we cannot take them as a subject matter for debate you know no that will not help us in any way so now what he is what is he saying shri bhagwan vacha the personality of god had said bahuni me uh, many me of mine vetitani have passed janmani births tava of yours cha and also arjuna o arjuna tani those aham i veda do no sarvani all na not tvam you vetha no param tapa o subduer of the enemy translation and purport by divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shri prabhupad ki jai translation the personality of god had said many many births both you and i have passed i can remember all of them but you cannot o subduer of the enemy <laughs> you think you are very great and you can understand with your intelligence Um, and of course krishna also knows that arjuna knows about him as prabhupad said in the previous um, purport in the 4.4 that in the 10th chapter it will become very evident that arjuna knew that krishna was um, the supreme personality of god how what is that was i think some of you may already know this he said this arjuna uvacha in 10.12 and 13 परम ब्रह्म परम धाम पवित्रम परमं भवान पुरुषं शाश्वतं दिव्यं आदिदेवं अजं विभुं आहुस्त्वां ऋषयः सर्वे देवर्षिर्नारदस्तथा असितो देवलो व्यासः स्वयं चैव ब्रवीषिमे अर्जुन सेड यू आर द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉडहेड द अल्टीमेट अबोर्ड the purest the absolute truth you are the eternal transcendental original person the unborn the greatest now <laughs> people may say oh your oh arjuna is just flattering because he is his friend oh, you will say anything you want no all the great sages such as narada asita devala and vyasa confirm this truth about you and now you yourself are declaring it to me those who don't have such an intimate connection with you seemingly of course they are all devotees but not like in you know, a friendship you know they are not closely associated with krishna so and they are accepted as authorities in the whole universe and they also are uh, proclaiming this truth about you and now you yourself are declaring it to me so it is all matching it is consistent with the opinion of you and with the opinion of the um, great sages so i am accepting that opinion that is how to always present our um philosophy 
we should always quote from the authorities the shastra sadhu guru this is how we have to quote so arjuna is also using that so here arjuna is revealing his actual nature as a devotee he completely knew that krishna is a supreme personality of godhead so his questions earlier in the fourth chapter should be understood to be for the benefit of everybody else so that krishna would speak he was inducing krishna to speak in fact Krishna induced Arjuna to ask questions so that he himself would speak basically because Arjuna could not have been in confusion he is a pure devotee uh, he could not have been in this confusion of family affection and you know should i fight should i not fight when krishna asks him to do something he is not you know he he will not ever doubt to do it so Arjuna would easily do it krishna surya sama and when krishna is there you know how can be he be in illusion but to show uh, to show us the mercy that you know if arjuna is seemingly bewildered and he would ask questions and krishna would answer and that would be recorded for the entire future and everybody can take advantage from that so krishna induced arjuna to induce him to speak <laughs> so basically krishna wanted to speak so he made this drama hmm san arjuna i mean being a devotee he completely is cooperating with krishna krishna you wanted to act um, wanted me to act like a bewildered fool i will act like the perfect perfectly bewildered fool that is how the devotees cooperate in the best possible way just like jain vijay when they fell down and they had to become uh, demons they they played the part perfectly no one would ever think that they were devotees at any time so they played the part perfectly so that's how the devotees uh, relate with the lord what whichever way the lord wants them to do uh, he they will do even if that means becoming a demon they will do even if in the future oh the people will uh, criticize arjuna for being uh, or for killing his own family members it doesn't matter whatever is correct he will do he doesn't care for the worldly opinion or what people will think if i kill family members no in fact that was initially the question by arjuna but krishna answered everything because that's the questions people will have when they want to surrender to krishna these are the questions these are the this is the journey in the mind that a person would go through when he is going to surrender to krishna all these questions like how to deal with this how to deal with that and how to understand it how to understand that until finally krishna came to the point of surrender complete surrender to the supreme personality of godhead that's that's the essence of surrender so completely leave aside everything else and then surrender to krishna but because one does not start at that point so the bhagavad gita is there to take us through that journey of from confusion to complete conviction <clears throat> so personality of godhead is saying many many births both you and i have passed i can remember all of them but you cannot o subdued of the enemy so you may be a great subduer of the enemy but you can't match me people may you know um uh, what is that praise you to be a very great archer very great fighter subduer of the enemy is very intelligent man but you can't match anywhere close to my intelligence or my memory or anything like that so you cannot remember but i can remember so in other words of course arjuna he knew arjuna was a devotee but in the future people will think oh he is the you know um 
like subdued of the animal sometimes people debate and they think they are very great debaters and you know they, they will go around and defeating people around that's why Sarvabhama Bhattacharya got his name Sarvabhama because he defeated everybody else on the on the surface of the earth nobody could match him in his scholarship so even if one is a great scholar like that here of course Parantapa is subdued of the enemy as a Kshatriya but even if you take it in the um, Brahmana sense that oh he is such a great scholar and then he can defeat anybody in debate but still even if he, even if he is so intelligent you cannot remember I can remember uh, I can remember all the past lives that I have taken but you cannot Arjuna hmm. so he is putting this point that don't try to understand my intelligence with your intelligence uh, your intelligence is so tiny and puny so don't even try to wrap around um, wrap your head around my intelligence or my memory so stay where you are don't challenge my position in a submissive way uh, you inquire that is that is the proper um, attitude so Krishna is teaching us not really Arjuna through Arjuna he is teaching us as there is a Bengali proverb that Prabhupada used to say I don't know the Bengali of it but he used to say the English translation that if the the mother-in-law wants to teach the daughter-in-law the newly you know um, wed I mean bride and bride I mean suppose her son has just newly married and then the daughter-in-law who just enters the house so she would she would need to know the customs of the house of this of her husband so the mother-in-law that means the husband's mother she will teach the daughter-in-law by telling the daughter what to do in front of the daughter-in-law so so that when the daughter-in-law saw, sees what the mother-in-law says to her daughter that means the uh, her husband's sister then she knows okay okay this is their custom okay fine so to teach the daughter-in-law she will tell the daughter of course now maybe it's the reverse then maybe they want to <laughs> play some politics and you know they want to uh, teach something to the daughter or they want to I don't know there's so many ways they will do <laughs> so many politics that go on between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law but <laughs> I think the huge uh, business of this because in the serials, Indian serials, they take advantage of this. Uh, what is that? I, when I was small, there was this serial called Tu Tu Me Me. It's like, you know, you and me, and you know, we will never agree to each other. So kind of, so mother-in-law and daughter-in-law usually are caught up in this kind of politics. <laughs> but anyway, the proverb is like that: that if one wants to teach his her daughter-in-law, she will tell the daughter what to do. And that when the daughter-in-law sees that, then she will automatically know. So she doesn't want to immediately attack the daughter-in-law. So like that. So similarly, Krishna is teaching us by telling Arjuna what to do. See that? So even his chastisement for Arjuna, like he said, Oh, you're Pragna Vadamscha Bhashase. You know, you're talking like a big intelligent man, but you're a fool. But that's not, again, uh, meant for Arjuna. Because Arjuna will never be a fool. Uh, being with Krishna but teaching us so he is calling us fools by calling Arjuna fool <laughs> so we should understand these nuances intricacies of Krishna's dealings and we can only know of them through a pure devotee like Srila Prabhupada if Prabhupada did not explain we wouldn't even know this hmm. purport in the Brahma Samhita 5.33 
we have information of many many incarnations of the Lord. It is stated there, Advaitam Achyutam Anadimanantarupam Madhyam Purana Purusham Navayauvanam Cha Vedeshu Durlabham Adurlabham Atma Bhaktav Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bhajami I worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Govinda, Krishna, who is the original person, absolute, infallible, without beginning. Although expanded into unlimited forms, he is still the same original, the oldest, and the person always appearing as a fresh youth. Such eternal, blissful, all-knowing forms of the Lord are usually not understood by even the best Vedic scholars, but they are always manifest to pure unalloyed devotees. So much in this verse. Advaitam. So he is one without a second. There is nobody equal to him. There is nobody who is a competitor. Nobody above him. That is the Advaitam. This, he is second to none. Advaitam. And he is Achyutam. He doesn't fall. Chutam means to one who is fallible, who can fall down from his position. The Lord will never fall down. The, no, the Lord never rose to his position and the Lord will never fall down from his position. He is always the same. Only because of the influence of Maya do we fall down. But the Lord, there is no, um, there's no power above him that can control him. Of course, he allows himself to be under the control of the devotees. But that's uh, out of love. But not out of compulsion. Not out of force of, you know, like, a, you know, that, uh, <laughs> you know, when they whip the horse, you know, and the horse runs. So, he doesn't work like that. He works out of love. When somebody uh, serves him with love, then he voluntarily comes under control. Out of his own sweet will, he will come under the control of the devotee. Not that there is any power beyond him that can, that can force him to be coming, coming under control. No. So, Achyutam, Anadim, he does not have any beginning. There is no father of God. No such thing. He is the father of everyone. Anadir, Adir Govinda. He is the origin of everything, but he has no other origin. But at the same time, Anantarupam, and all are equal to him. In the first word, it was Advaitam. There is nobody equal to him. But then he expands into this an, an, Anantarupam, uh, Vishnu, Vishnu Tattva. So many incarnations, all are equal to him. But at the same time, they are not his competitors. He is one. So this is um, simultaneously one and different at the same time. So this is our philosophy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Achintya Bheda Abheda Tattva. Achintya Bheda Abheda Tattva. That means, Achintya means inconceivable. Bheda means different. Abheda means non-different. Tattva, philosophy. Or principle. So, this is the, the philosophy of um, inconceivable oneness and difference. So, the Lord is one with and different from His many forms. So, that is explained in this another verse. I think it's uh, 547, I think. 547. No, 546. Hmm. You see this. 
दीपाचिरे वि दशाभ्युपेत्य दीपाते विवृत हेतु सामन धर्मा यस्तादृगे वि च विष्णुतया विभाति गोविंदमादिपुरुषम तमहम भजामी the light of one candle being communicated to other candles although it burns separately in them is the same in its quality i adore the primeval lord govinda who exhibits himself equally in the same mobile manner in his various manifestations mm. see so that means with one candle now there is one candle is burning suppose and then with that candle you light you light so many other candles now all of those candles have the same burning power as this candle but this is the original candle so like that krishna is the source of all other vishnu tatvas all other like rama narasimha varaha everybody is the same as krishna but again he is the source of everyone just like the one candle is the source of all the other candles by all have the same burning power so like that all the vishnu tatva that is the example given here deepachare vahi dasan dashantaram abhyupetya so that is the explanation so although it is one they have millions and trillions of roopam ananta roopam unlimited numbers yeah. so but there is no competition it's not like a comp- it's not like a different person not that krishna is fighting with rama or krishna is fighting with chaitanya mahaprabhu who is supreme no that doesn't happen yeah? or krishna or kurma and matsya are fighting with each other no no such thing he is the same person but at the same time he has these different different bodies anantarupam is very hard to understand for an impersonalist but when we accept achintya khaluye bhava natam starkena yojayet we cannot we cannot use our intelligence to understand that's why exactly today's verse natvam metha parantapa you are, you may be parantapa you may be a big subduer of the enemies you may be a big scholar or sarvabhoma or whatever it is you cannot understand me don't don't try to understand me accept my position accept my words and automatically you will understand so that is what krishna is saying here so see Uh, yeah see that was bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur's translation of this verse and here is prabhupada explaining the same thing the lord expands himself as the flames of a fire expand one after another although the original flame or shri krishna is accepted as govinda the supreme person all other expansions such as rama narsimha and varaha are as potent as the original lord also such expanded forms are transcendental like even when krishna was around there was um, parshuram which is another incarnation of dashavatar and then even when ram lord ram was around there was parshuram and similarly there was a competition between ram and parshuram but there was no uh, like although you know ram proved his uh, supreme i mean supreme uh, nature but still you see there is no disagreement between them all such expanded forms are transcendental in the beginning of shrimad bhagavatam it is made clear that the supreme truth is eternally uncontaminated by material touch so anyway this is 
going into another explanation we'll go back so advaita machuta manadi mananta roopam adyam he is the origin of everything purana purusham he is a very old person he is the beginning of everybody else adi purusham but at the same time navayauvanam cha he is always in his youth although he is the oldest he is not like a old man with a you know white beard and no he is a very young person always young although he is he is the oldest so he is young and old at the same time he walks and does not walk at the same time he talks and does not talk at the same time so this is the lord he is very far and very near at the same time we have learned all this in the ishopanishad if you have attended that taddure tadvantike hmm? tadantarasya sarvasya tadu sarvasyasya bahyatah you know he is within everything but yet he is outside of everything so this inconceivable existence of the lord can only be understood by the devotees ऋषि वेदेशु दुर्लभम अदुर्लभमात्म भक्तो वेदैश्च सर्वैरहमेव वेद्य कृष्णा इज सेइंग इन द 15th चैप्टर ऑफ भगवत गीता दैट बाय ऑल वेदास आई एम टू बी नोन बट इफ यू जस्ट रीड द वेदास आई विल नॉट बी नोन हियर इन दिस वर्स वेदेशु दुर्लभम बिकॉज़ द इंग्रेडिएंट द एक्चुअल इंग्रेडिएंट टू अंडरस्टैंड मी इज भक्ति अदुर्लभमात्म भक्तो आई एम वेरी इजीली अवेलेबल टू द atma bhakta my my devotees i am very easily available that's why krishna said in the bhagavad in the shrimad bhagavatam you have to understand devotional service through as uh, you have to understand me through devotional service Two shri bhagavan vacha ज्ञानं परमगुह्यम्मे यद्विज्ञानसमन्वितं सरहस्यं तदंगं च गृहाणगदितं मया द पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हैड सेड नॉलेज अबाउट मी एज डिस्क्राइब्ड इन द स्क्रिप्चर्स इज वेरी कॉन्फिडेंशियल एंड इट हैज टू बी रियलाइज्ड इन कंजंक्शन विद डिवोशनल सर्विस द नेसेसरी पैराफर्नलिया फॉर दैट प्रोसेस इज बीइंग एक्सप्लेन्ड बाय मी यू मे टेक इट अप केयरफुली सो वी कैन ओनली अंडरस्टैंड द नॉलेज ऑफ द स्क्रिप्चर्स व्हिच इज वेरी कॉन्फिडेंशियल बाय द वे ओनली थ्रू conjunction with devotional service otherwise no govindamadipurusham tamaham bhajami see i worship the supreme personality of godhead govinda who is the original person absolute infallible without beginning although expanded into unlimited forms he is still the same original the oldest and the person always appearing as a fresh youth such eternal blissful all knowing forms of the lord are usually not understood by even the best vedic scholars but they are always manifest to pure and unalloyed devotees they are not understood by the vedic scholars but they are actually manifest that means the pure devotees can actually see premanjana churita bhakti vilochana it is also stated in brahma samhita 5.39 ृष्ण but who is the original personality of godhead known as krishna and who incarnates personally also 
in the Vedas also it is said that the Lord, although one without a second, which is Advaitam, manifests himself in innumerable forms. He is like the Vaidurya stone which changes color yet still yet still remains one. This is a good example. Vaidurya stone. One second. Vaidurya stone, you know, is a stone which, you know, when, when the light shines, it will show different, different colors in the same stone. Like sometimes yellow, sometimes blue, sometimes green. So, it, but it is the same stone. So, like that, um, that is explained here. He is like the Vaidurya stone which changes color yet still remains one. All those multi-forms are understood by the pure unalloyed devotees but not by a simple study of the Vedas. Vedesh Durlabham Adurlabham Atma Bhakta Vedesh Durlabham Devotees like Arjuna are constant companions of the Lord and whenever the Lord incarnates, the associate devotees also incarnate in order to serve the Lord in different capacities. <clears throat> Arjuna is one of those, one of these devotees. So these are called Nitya Siddha devotees. They they are actually perfect, always perfect. They are, they are in the spiritual world. They are constant associates of the Lord. Nitya Siddha devotees. That means they never actually fall down. They are, you know, with the Lord. And when He comes, he, they also come to assist Him in His pastimes. That's why the, the, associate, the associate devotees also incarnate in order to serve the Lord in different capacities. So like Mother Yashoda, Nanda Maharaj, they are eternal associates of uh, Krishna. Like, although Vasudev and Devaki, they did tapasya, they were in this material world. And they did tapasya to get the Lord as the son in the previous life, Sutapa and Prishni. But, so then they actually got the Lord as the son. So, because of their tapasya. But still, they could not enjoy the childhood pastimes as did Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Maya. Because they were actually eternal associates of the Lord. They always enjoy the it is not that, oh, you know, Krishna was unfair to his parents and he went to the some, somebody else and, you know, he, he um, took them as parents. No, actually, the original parents are Yashoda and uh, Devaki. So, in that way, uh, they are called Nitya Siddha. And they come whenever Krishna comes. Like when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, Yashoda Mata became Sachi Mata. So, she, they come in different, different capacities to serve the Lord. There is one book called the Gaura Ganodesha Deepika, which is written by Kavi Karnapur, one of the associates of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he describes each and every associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who that person was in the Krishna Leela. Like, for example, um, not only Krishna Leela, sometimes in the Goloka Vrindavan, maybe they don't appear directly in the Krishna Leela in the, on the earth. Or maybe they do also. So, like Rupa Goswami was Rupa Manjari. Is the assistant gopi in the Goloka Vrindavan. And then we have um, Jagadananda Pandit, who was an uh, incarnation of Satyabhama. And then we have um, uh, who is uh, Srivas Pandit, who is the incarnation of Narad Muni. So, in this way, and uh, also, uh, who is this? Uh, Ramanand Rai, who is the incarnation of Arjuna. 
and Haridas Thakur, who is an incarnation of Lord Brahma. So in this way, every single uh, associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who he was in the Krishna Lila and who his, what is his original Rupam. So that is explained by Kavikarnapur and the, that book is called Gaura Ganodesh Deepika. If you read Chaitanya Charitamrita, every time there is a character that is described on, in that story, then in the purport you will see in the Gaura Ganodesh Deepika, uh, so and so verse, this person is described as actually that person. So like that, like uh, so many, every every single, um, even uh, for example, Jagai and Madhai. Jagai and Madhai are actually Jaya and Vijay. They had to take three births. They took birth as Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha, then Ravana and Kumbhakarna, Shishupala and Dantavakra. They are supposed to finish, their thing is finished. They had to go back to Vaikuntha, right? But no, there is another <laughs> guest appearance, special bonus appearance. This time Jagai and Madhai. So they, he hurt, Madhai hurt Nityananda Prabhu, he was bleeding and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to kill them but then Nityananda Prabhu begged him, no, 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 please don't kill them, you know, um, you, you have vowed not to take any weapons, so please show your mercy and that way you will be known as Patit Pavan because these are the most Patit or most fallen people. By delivering them, you will be glorified as Patit Pavan and they have already, you see, they, are, they have become very humble. So in that way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, you know, um, his, his anger was calmed down and then he accepted them and this time made Jagai and Madhai devotees. Devotees, pure devotees. So, like that and even Kamsa, he incarnated as uh, Chan Kazi. So, who actually, you know, went against the Sankirtan movement, he broke the Mridanga and then after that he became a great devotee later on. In fact, even when you go to Jagannath Puri, you also must visit the Chan Kazi Samadhi. Uh, which is in the, under the tree, you know, very nice, that place we have been there. I think some of you have also been there. So like that, all the associates, they, they every time Krishna comes, they come in different capacities. Like Nara Narayan, you know, two sages. So Nara is actually Arjuna and Nara, Narayan is Krishna. Nara Narayan, Arjuna and Krishna. So again, they are together in that incarnation. So like that, every time they are constant companions of Krishna in his different avatars. So devotees like Arjuna are constant companions of the Lord and whenever the Lord incarnates, the associate devotees also incarnate in order to serve the Lord in different capacities. Arjuna is, is one of these devotees and in this verse it is understood that some millions of years ago when Lord Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita to the sun god Vivaswan, Arjuna in a different capacity was also present. But the difference between the Lord and Arjuna is that the Lord remembered the incident whereas Arjuna could not remember. That is the difference between the part and parcel living entity and the Supreme Lord. Another example I will give you, Bhishma Dev. Bhishma Dev, when did he come? 5000 years ago, 5100 years ago, 200 years ago. At the time of uh, Mahabharata, right? That was just 5000 years ago. When did Ajamil incident happen? Ajamil. Way back in the Satya Yuga. Now, you see this. Yamaraj, you know when, um, sorry, so when Yamaraj sent, I mean the Yamadutas went to capture Ajamil and they could not because Vishnudutas stopped them. So it was the first time they experienced that how come, you know, we will, usually nobody can stop us. But how come these Vishnudutas were able to stop us? Who are they? So they wanted to find out from their master, Yamaraj. 
who are these persons until now our authority has never been checked but now they have checked us so what who are they so then of course um, yamaraj explained to them who they are vishnu dutas and how vishnu is the supreme personality of godhead and he told them also what are the real religious principles and whom you should actually bring to me if somebody has chanted the holy name you cannot bring that person to me uh, so then he said this thing only very few people know and those are called mahajans mahatmas and he named 12 of them now this is the 12 swayambhur naradah shambho kumarah kapilo manoh prahlado janako bhishmo balirvayasa kirvayam now swayambhu means lord brahma narada means narada shambhu means lord shiva kumara means the satur kumara especially sanat kumara of the four all of them together kapila kapila dev whose incarnation of krishna son of devahuti next manu manu swayambhuva manu actually referring to swayambhuva manu prahlada janaka maharaj who happened to be in the treta yuga father of sita but this happened in satya yuga janaka was to come later on but his name is already there bhishma millions of years ago bhishma's name is there how come and bali maharaj bali maharaj all right fine he was there vyasake sukadev goswami who also came 5000 years ago like just like you know um, he was 16 years old when he spoke the bhagavatam to parikshit maharaj he was just 16 years old just came out of the womb of his mother he was there for 16 years in the womb of his mother and then he came out so and vayam vayam means of course yamaraj so these personalities who would come in the future is already mentioned here how come because they are eternal associates and whenever the lord comes they also come so bhishma dev also came in the previously when krishna came bhishma dev also came like every day of brahma krishna comes and all his eternal associates also will come and ramachandra also came many times so then janaka maharaj is janaka maharaj also comes so like that they have eternal roles in the um, in these past times of the lord so but the difference between the lord and arjuna is that the lord remembered the incident whereas arjuna could not remember that is the difference between the part and parcel living entity and the supreme lord although arjuna is addressed here in as a as the mighty hero who could subdue the enemies he is unable to recall what had happened in his various past births therefore a living entity however great he may be in the material estimation can never equal the supreme lord anyone who is a constant companion of the lord is certainly a liberated person but he cannot be equal to the lord so liberation does not mean becoming godhead hmm. the lord is always liberated and when the devotee is liberated his liberation is not equal to the lord's liberation the lord is he is never come he never comes under the contact of material so the word liberation means to come out of the contact or the control of maya that doesn't even exist for the lord because he doesn't come out of the control of the maya he is always beyond maya maya adhyakshana prakriti in fact the maya is under his control so the liberation means to free oneself from the control but that doesn't happen to the lord he is always in the liberated condition so the liberation doesn't happen for the lord mm. 
So anyone who is a constant companion is certainly a liberated person, but he cannot equal, cannot be equal to the Lord. The Lord is described in the Brahma Samhita as infallible Achuta, which means that he never forgets himself, even though he is in material contact. Therefore, the Lord and the living entity can never be equal in all respects, even if the living entity is as liberated as Arjuna. Because the Mayavadi say like this, that when you become liberated, you become Narayana. Om Namo Narayanaya. When they see each other, they say Om Namo Narayanaya. They are not offering their respects to Narayana. They think that this person is now Narayan because he has taken sannyas. They think sannyas means liberated. That's it. And then now he is Narayan. So Om Namo Narayanaya. They say. So they accept that person as Narayan. That is completely wrong. Hmm. So they can never become the Lord at any time. If they were if they were Lord, why they forgot first of all? Why they were in illusion and why they got liberated now? No, he is Achyuta. Achyuta means he never becomes conditioned in the first place. Why his name is Achyuta? So they can never be equal to the Lord. Therefore, the Lord and the living entity can never be equal in all respects, even if the living entity is as liberated as Arjuna. Although Arjuna is a devotee of the Lord, he sometimes forgets the nature of the Lord, but by the divine grace, a devotee can at once understand the infallible condition of the Lord, whereas a non-devotee or a demon cannot understand this transcendental nature. Consequently, these descriptions in the Gita cannot be understood by demonic brains. And even if, like here it is said, that a devotee sometimes forgets the nature of the Lord. Now, why would a devotee forget the nature of the Lord? It is to facilitate in the pastimes. Like Yashodama, Yashodamaya. She, she, she forgets the fact that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When she saw, when she asked Krishna to open her mouth, hey, have you eaten dirt? So actually Krishna did not just eat a little bit dirt. He ate all the earth, the entire universe, entire millions of universes inside, inside his stomach. So when he opened his mouth, and she saw the entire universe and a multitude of universes and in this universe she she saw the earth planet and on the earth planet she saw herself looking into Krishna's mouth all within Krishna's mouth her mind went reeling who who is this who am I actually looking into again Krishna covered her you know uh, memory and she forgot that Krishna is a supreme personality again she she accepted him as her own child so for that, to facilitate the Lord's pastimes, they sometimes forget. <clears throat> of course, if we misuse our independence, then we forget and we are sent to this material world like what we are. We came into this material world because we misused our independence. But the uh, perfect devotees of the Lord, they don't misuse the independence at any time. So, but why do they forget? To facilitate in the Lord's pastimes. So, but by the divine grace of a devotee can at once understand the infallible condition of the Lord, whereas a non-devotee or a demon cannot understand this transcendental nature. Consequently, these descriptions in the Gita cannot be understood by demonic brains. Krishna remembered acts which were performed by him millions of years before, but Arjuna could not, despite the fact that both Krishna and Arjuna are eternal in nature. So, Nityo Nityanam, we are eternal, the Lord is eternal, but he is eternal, his magnitude of eternity I mean, even, even though they both are eternal, or we all are eternal, the Lord's memory and our memory is not equal. So, there is a quantitative difference. Although qualitatively, we are one. Quantitatively, there is a huge difference. We may also note here that a living entity forgets everything due to his change of body, but the Lord remembers 
because he does not change his Satchidananda body. He is Advaita, which means that there is no distinction between his body and himself. Everything in relation to him is spirit, whereas the conditioned soul is different from his material body. Uh, but the Lord is not different from his body. So this is the difference. Uh, and because the Lord's body and self are identical, his position is always different from that of the ordinary living entity, even when he descends to the material platform. The demons cannot adjust themselves to this transcendental nature of the Lord, which the Lord himself explains in the following verse. Now, what is the following verse? 4.6 Ajopisanna Vyayatma Bhutana Mishwaropisan Prakritim Swamadhishthaya Sambhavamyatma Mayaya more, more information is given how Krishna takes birth. Ajaha, unborn, api, although, son, being so, avyaya, without deterioration, atma, body, bhutanam, of all those who are born, Ishwaraha, the Supreme Lord, api, although, son, being so, prakritim, in the transcendental form, swam, of myself, adhishthaya, being so situated, Sambhavami, I do incarnate, Atmamayaya, by my internal energy. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Kijaya. Translation, although I am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates, and although I am the Lord of all living entities, by my internal energy, I still appear in every millennium in my original transcendental form. Avyayatma, you know, his, his body is, you know, his body doesn't deteriorate like us. <clears throat> he is unborn, but still he takes birth. Again, this is another contradiction. He is Aja and at the same time he takes birth. So that's again by his own will. And the important thing is Atma Maya by his own internal potency. Whereas we took birth because of external potency, the Maya, Mahamaya. But he is incarnating because of Yoga Maya's intervention. And sometimes even pure devotees are sent to this world under the action of Yoga Maya, seemingly appearing as Mahamaya's action. So these are Daivarahasyas, these are these are secrets which cannot be understood by non-devotees. Purport. The Lord has spoken about the peculiarity of his birth. Although he may appear like an ordinary person, he remembers everything of his many, many past births, whereas a common man cannot remember what he has done even a few hours before. If someone is asked what he did exactly at the same time one day earlier, it would be very difficult for a common man to answer immediately. He would surely have to dredge his memory to recall what he was doing exactly at the same time one day before. And yet, men often dare claim to be God or Krishna. One should not be misled by such meaningless claims. Then again, the Lord explains his Prakriti or his form. Prakriti means nature as well as Swarupa or one's own form. The Lord says that he appears in his own body. He does not change his body. Like, you know, this is what happens to our body, right? 2.13 there is constant change, in fact. 
देहिनोस्मिन यथा देहे कौमारम यौवनम जरा तथा देहांतर प्राप्तिर्धीरस्तत्र नमुह्यति as the embodied soul continually passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age the soul similarly passes into another body at death a sober person is not bewildered by such a change see there is always a change but the sober person he understands okay this is not this is not me this is the body so he understands but anyway the change is happening constantly and the same change is continuing to the next body when this body is so called finished and the next body starts but that is always happening at every moment how like what was 5 minutes ago that was a different body that i had now i have a different body so that body is finished and now this body is there and as we are speaking the body is changing and is so changing so imperceptibly that we don't even see the difference but if we see after 5 years if we see after 20 years after 50 years we see a whole new dif- whole big difference in the body so that is going on at every time and the same change is continuing to the next body completely change the body so but this does not happen this deterioration this change deterioration means change so this change or deterioration does not happen for the lord so when he is taking another birth his birth is not the same as ours that's why it is krishna says avajananti mam mudha manushim tanumashritam परम भावन महामचानी the conditioned soul may have one kind of body in the present birth but he has a different body in the next birth in the material world the living entity has no fixed body but transmigrates from one body to another the lord however does not do so whenever he appears he does so in the same original body by his internal potency not the external potency which forces us to change bodies by his own internal potency and the same body Now you may say, no, he incarnated as a fish, and then he incarnated as a tortoise, then as a boar, then as a narsima. All that is same. The parcharya hidasan taramabhyopetya advaita matchuta manadimananta rupam. So it's completely different from our body. So to equate is 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 foolishness. It's like you know when you see the moon through the branches of a tree. if you think that the moon is on the branches of the tree that is foolishness that is how we see it because of our um perspective the moon seems to be sitting on the branch of the tree but the moon is far away so although the lord comes here among us seemingly sitting in this material world but he is far far away at the same time it is because of our imperfect perception that we think the lord is here and is one of us just like we think we think the moon may be just something of bright object sitting on the branch of the tree but it is not it is not it is far away but it looks like that so similarly um we we should not mistake the fact that although krishna is here with us he is actually very very far away at the same time he cannot be actually captured you try to go to the branch of the tree and capture him you cannot 
so although Krishna was here among human society, among humans, no one could ever defeat him, no one could ever capture him. Only devotees, yes, then when he allows himself to be captured. But otherwise, he was never, he was never, you know, uh, he never was defeated. In other words, Krishna appears in this material world in his original eternal form with two hands holding a flute. He appears exactly in his eternal body, uncontaminated by this material world. Although he appears in the same transcendental body and is lord of the universe, it still appears that he takes his birth like an ordinary living entity. And although his body does not deteriorate like a material body, it still appears that Lord Krishna grows from childhood to boyhood and from boyhood to youth. But astonishingly enough, he never ages beyond youth. At the time of the battle of Kurukshetra, he had many grandchildren at home or in other words, he had sufficiently aged by material calculations. To be very exact, he was 89 years old when he was at the battle of Kurukshetra. You will never see Krishna with an old you know, beard. No. Still, he looked just like a young man, 20 or 25 years old. We never see a picture of Krishna in old age because he never grows old like us. Although he is the oldest person in the whole creation, past, present and future. Neither his body nor his intelligence ever deteriorates or changes. Therefore, it is clear that in spite of his being in the material world, he is the same unborn, eternal form of bliss and knowledge, changeless in his transcendental body and intelligence. Factually, his appearance and disappearance are like the sun's rising, moving before us and then disappearing from our eyesight. When the sun is out of sight, we think that the sun has set. And when the sun is before our eyes, we think that the sun is on, on the horizon. Actually, the sun is always in its fixed position, but owing to our defective, insufficient senses, we calculate the appearance and disappearance of the sun in the sky. This is the position exactly of the Lord. So the sun is, 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 not, is not rising or setting. He's always the same. It's not like sometimes the sun is not so bright. Sometimes sun is so too bright and sun, sometimes sun is again not so bright when it's setting and after that it's completely dark. No. The sun doesn't disappear. The sun doesn't appear. We move and therefore we think the other, the whole world is moving. Or the, God himself is moving. No. It is our movement because of the changes in Maya that we undergo. It's our defective perception. So these defective perceptions do not occur in the, in the sayings of Krishna and the authoritative sages. And therefore, their authority, their words carry so much authority and we have to listen to them. This is why we have to listen. We don't have equal right to speak about the signs of the Lord as the sages do or Krishna himself does. We don't have because we are not in the same position. There has to be qualification to speak about a subject. If I want to speak about finances, I have to be qualified in finances. I mean, I have to have some degree. I have to know how finances work and everything. If I if I don't know anything, then how can I speak? Like that. So similarly, but people think just because they are uh, good at finance or good at some some politics or good at some acting or good at some sports, they think they can start speaking on Bhagavad Gita. Oh, they have realized something. You know, they have realized they are all realized Mahatmas. No. Politicians or sports persons, they are nowhere close to understanding. They have to come to the point of becoming a devotee, like Arjuna. It is not that he, because he was a Parantapa, he can understand. No, Krishna said, although you are Parantapa, you cannot understand. You have because you are my Bhaktosne Sakhachete Rahasyam Hetaduttamam. You will understand because you are my devotee. That is the real qualification. 
<coughs> and because lord krishna's appearance and disappearance are completely different from that of an ordinary common living entity it is evident that he is eternal blissful knowledge by his internal potency and he is never contaminated by material nature the vedas also confirm that the supreme personality of godhead is unborn yet still he appears to take his birth in multi manifestations that's why krishna said 4.9 what is that janma karma ca me divyam evam yo vetti tatvatah tyaktva deham punarjanma naiti mameti sorjuna so he said this that what is that let's read the translation one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body body take his birth again in this material world but attains my eternal abode arjuna his birth and activities are transcendental in nature this is how you have to understand oh yes i know krishna was born 5000 years ago that's not enough oh he played you know he was a butter thief he was you know um playing with the girls uh, that's it every time there is a wedding invitation they'll put radha and krishna there you know because he's a god of so called love but then don't when they when they get married they said don't put the krishna's picture on the on the wall the mahabharat picture or krishna's picture with the flute especially this is especially in south india they said don't put krishna's you know picture with the flute because he will blow your wealth away as if without the flute he does not blow he cannot blow i mean you take the flute out he cannot blow he has given you everything complete foolishness actually some people come and take they, they buy from us the krishna's uh, you know form the, the murti and then they they take out the flute uh, i don't want to buy the flute without the flute to give me and i nicely give them you know you take with the flute or you don't take at all i tell them you you think what without the the, the flute he cannot blow your wealth away is that what you're thinking he will blow your your wealth away you think krishna cannot blow you even if you don't take this krishna murti now he can blow your wealth away he's everywhere don't you have that sense to understand huh? and if you if he flute is taken away he's incapacitated is it <laughs> no, don't take krishna so cheaply you know and when krishna is there it is the most auspicious i mean you see what is said here in the last verse of the bhagavad gita very last verse sanjay is saying what are you saying this is 18.78 yatra yogeshwara krishna yatra partho dhanurdhara tatra sharir vijayo bhutir dhruvanitir matirmama wherever there is krishna the master of all mystics and wherever there is arjuna the supreme archer there will also certainly be opulence victory extraordinary power and morality that is my opinion and they say don't put that uh, krishna you know with the parthasarathi when arjuna in the war, in the battlefield and krishna riding his chariot don't, don't put that picture at home because you will have mahabharat wars at home as if without that picture there is no fighting at all in the home fully sweet and you know home sweet home is it everybody is fighting like cats and dogs at home and then they uh, <laughs> said don't put the krishna picture there with the parthasarathi here what is his verse saying huh wherever krishna and arjuna are there opulence victory extraordinary power and morality they think it is immoral so this is demoniac mentality this is nonsense mentality so krishna's birth and activities are transcendental divyam we cannot understand and if we actually submissively take knowledge from krishna and his devotees 
then yes we can understand not by our intelligence but by acceptance achintya khaluye bhava natam starkena yojayet we cannot understand krishna achintya the inconceivable lord by our intelligence but what is that we'll take out that verse This is from Mahabharata, Bhishma, Bhishma Parva. Hmm. I wanted the next two lines. Okay, this is one. 17.308 Adlila. Achintyaha khalu ye bhava natamstarkena yojayet prakriti bhyaha paramyacha tad achintyasya lakshanam. Anything transcendental to material nature is called inconceivable, whereas arguments are all mundane. Since mundane arguments cannot touch transcendental subject matters, one should not try to understand the transcendental subjects through mundane arguments. So this is from Bhishma Parva Mahabharata. So we cannot enter into our the understanding by argument, but by acceptance, by surrender, yes, then we will know him. Bhaktyamamabhijanati. We can understand him through bhakti. So, what is the result? The Lord is first of all, he does not take birth. But when he come, comes and takes birth here in this material world, that is Divyam. It is so transcendental, it is so powerful to know about his birth, that one who knows it also becomes free from the birth. You see, that is what is you know, explained here. One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance, that means my birth and activities, does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world. So, one who t- knows about the birth of the Lord, he himself will become unborn he will he will become without birth anymore he will go back to the spiritual kingdom vaikuntha so if just by learning about his birth one becomes you know free from the cycle of birth and death you think he is in the cycle of birth and death huh? so this is how we have to understand jai krishna tattva vetha we have to know the krishna tattva properly as krishna has explained and only through the explanation of a pure devotee like Srila prabhupada can we access these explanations? The Vedic supplementary literatures also confirm that even though the Lord appears to be taking his birth, he is still without change of body. Hmm. In the Bhagavatam, he appears before his mother as Narayana with four hands and the decorations of the six kinds of full opulences. His appearance is in his original eternal form is his causeless mercy bestowed upon the living entities so that they can concentrate on the Supreme Lord as he is and not on mental concoctions or imaginations which the impersonalist wrongly thinks the Lord's forms to be. So, Lord's forms are not imaginations. He personally showed those forms. So, we are not, when we are worshipping the Archa Vigraha, the deity worship, that is not just some, you know, uh, you know, some imaginative form, which they say idol worship. Idol worship is that. You, you, you know, worship some imaginary form. But this is not imaginary form. This is the form revealed by the Lord. And they are the representations of that, that form. And Krishna said, uh, into Uddhava, he was describing the whole process of deity worship. And taking that, Sanatana Goswami and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also described to Sanatana Goswami how to do deity worship. And he asked him to write a book on that also. The Hari Bhakti Vilas and all this. There is full description of how to do it. So this is very authorized system of deity worship. It is not idol worship. So this so-called, um, the caste system the idol worship, they abolished some, you know, so-called reformers of society, Dayanand, Saraswati and stuff. They tried to abolish the system because it was abused or misused. When when something is faulty, the, the whole solution is not to remove it. 
like caste system it was misused it was abused but the solution is not to remove it and make a classless society abolish the caste system or abolish the, the idol worship so called that is not the answer when there is a defect in the eye when there is a cataract on the eye the solution is not to remove the eye the solution is to remove the cataract so that the eye can see properly again but to correct the mistake to rectify the mistake oh eye has problem okay okay i'll take your eye off then you will you will have no no more eye problems because you will have no more eyes that is what kind of solution is that as rubbish nonsense so this abolition of these things is not correct to rectify the solution i mean rectify the problem is that is actually the correct action and that's partially prabhupada offered he said that caste system on birthright is wrong caste system by merit that is right and that's exactly what what people are uh, looking for employment by merit they are pushing for that and that's exactly what varnashram system is all about it is not by birth at all it is by merit guna and karma vibhagasha he never said janma vibhagasha so that is caste system and then deity worship it's not idol worship it is not some imaginary worship when you show the of course some people may say like that but then we have to show from shastra we have to know our stuff first but because they you know they saw oh this is yeah it is primitive actually we should we should become modern we should you know we should abolish these idol worships that is rubbish hmm. <clears throat> the word maya or atma maya refers to the lord's causeless mercy according to the vishvakosha dictionary so maya has also many meanings illusion energy uh, trick or here mercy is also called as maya so according to vishvakosha dictionary the atma maya refers to the lord's causeless mercy the lord the lord is conscious of all of his previous appearances and disappearances but a common living entity forgets everything about his past body as soon as he gets another body he is the lord of all living entities because he performs wonderful and superhuman activities while he is on this earth therefore the lord is always the same absolute truth and is without differentiation between his form and self or between his quality and body a question may now be raised as to why the lord appears and disappears in this material world this is explained in the next verse so in these three verses we have seen how the lord appears now next two verses we know we will learn why the lord appears and that is tomorrow subject so that is the end of our session as of today now we will take any questions that are there and um, please be informed that tomorrow is the ama session so actually we will not be having this 4.7 and 8 tomorrow it is on tuesday um so tomorrow we will have the ama tomorrow is amam ask me anything mondays so <laughs> because sometimes you all have so many questions that you want to ask because you will not not have any opportunity to ask otherwise and you usually end up asking in the class but sometimes the topics of the class don't match to your questions but then you have those questions with you so that's why we have decided to start this ama mondays so after this class um soon i will create the link and um you can actually put the questions in the, you can go to that link um i w- i will share the link even in tonight and also tomorrow morning again and you can go there in the link and post your comments 
your questions as comments because when we start the live stream the questions are already there by then so I can start off with those questions so I don't have to wait tomorrow all right so first question by Krishna Smaranam Prabhu is the Bhagavad Gita in the Bhagavad Gita it is not proper to offer a verbal fight to one superior please explain yeah I mean we have to respect the superior especially of course ordinarily we should respect our own parents and our superiors I think that is also explained in the Bhagavad Gita in the what 17 chapter wait <laughs> just guessing here um, just give me a moment I think in the 17th chapter it is said that one should not go, um, disrespect his superiors like the father and mother oh yes 17.14 Devadvija Guru Pragya Poojanam Shauchamarjavam Brahmacharyam Ahimsacha Shariram Tapa Ujjate Austerity of the body consists in worship of the Supreme Lord, the Brahmanas, the spiritual master and superiors like the father and mother and in cleanliness, simplicity, celibacy and non-violence. So this is the austerity of the body. So worship of the superiors like father and mother. But sometimes you know people have this, uh, especially uh, many people in India they have this thing, my mother is my God. And uh, they forget this point that you know here worship of the spirit, supreme lord the brahmanas the spiritual master and superiors like the father and mother so the the ultimately the supreme father is who krishna and he is the mother i think that is also explained hmm, i think uh, I think it's what was no no not like this <laughs> I'm just searching Pitamaha and Mata Pita <laughs> Pitaha Masa Jagato I think 9.19 if I'm not wrong yeah this is 9.17 yeah Pitaha Masa Jagato Mata Dhata Pitamaha Vedyam Pavitram Omkara Riksama Yajurevacha I am the father of this universe, the mother, the support and the grandsire. I am the object of knowledge, the purifier and the syllable Om. I am also the Rig, the Sama and the Yajurvedas. So, he is the actual father, father and mother of everyone. And even the grandfather, everyone. He is, he is the actual parent of everyone. So, of course, in, in the ordinary course of life, one should respect one's own material parents also. It is not that we should um, disrespect them. But when sometimes they inhibit the progress of the inferior, like the sun, in, in joining up as a devotee in Krishna consciousness, then sometimes they have to be disobeyed on higher considerations. Like the four Kumaras, they disobeyed their father Brahma for uh, spiritual reasons, for spiritual advancement. And then we have um, Prahlad Maharaj who disobeyed his father for spiritual advancement. So these are um, examples where the superiors have been, you know, um, disrespected, so-called. But actually, you know, it's not exactly disrespect, but complete respect for the actual uh, pitamaha or 
Pita and Mata, which is the Supreme Lord. In other words, the material parents of the child should be representatives of Krishna. When they teach what Krishna teaches, and that then the child's respect for the parents is properly placed. But when the when the parents teach something else than what the Supreme Lord is teaching, then if the child understands that the Supreme Lord's teachings are what to be uh, are what to be followed, then he has to you know make the decision of going against sometimes his parents. It's not exactly going against the parents, but going for Krishna. The parents should have supported him, but if they do not, then he cannot wait for their approval. Because enough waiting has been done. We have been here for millions of years. How long do we want to wait? For whose permission are we waiting? Krishna is already calling us. You know, sometimes you know they they tell this to me, huh? Um, oh, you are a monk. Oh, you oh you you must have had a calling, you know. I always tell them, no no no. Krishna is calling everybody. Just that you are not answering the call. He he you you have so many missed calls on you. You have missed so many of his calls. <laughs> it is just that after so many missed calls, I answered Krishna's call. I happened to be answering by the mercy of the Vaishnavas, but Krishna is calling everyone. No, don't say that I have a calling. You know, they use this word, but <laughs> Krishna is actually calling everyone. Why? Why he said open order? Sarvadharman paritijja mamekam saranam braja. He is calling everyone. He is not just calling Arjuna only. So. We have to answer that call of Krishna and the superiors like father, mother, that's why it is said in the Bhagavatam, don't become a father and mother and guru or you know anything like that if you cannot deliver your dependence. 5.5.18 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Guru nasasyat svajano nasasyat pita nasasyat janani nasasyat Daivam natatsyan napatishya sasyan namocha yedya samupeta mrityum. One who cannot deliver his dependence from the path of repeated birth and death should never become a spiritual master, a relative, a father, a husband, a mother, or a worshipable demigod. So, in other words, they should be fulfilling, they should be agents of Krishna. The agents of Maya, then you to give them up. Sometimes, you know, the they parents, you know, they want to enforce that, oh, you must respect, you see, Bhagavad Gita says you must respect. But then, are they doing the duty of parents, first of all? So, if they are doing, then yes, it is it is properly placed, the reciprocation. First of all, they must give the proper thing, Krishna consciousness, and then the child must respect the parents. And then, that will be perfect. Why not? So, you can't just demand one thing and not follow ourselves, what, what we are supposed to follow as our responsibility. Hmm. So, anyway, in the answering the question, um, Arjuna and Krishna, so Krishna is superior, especially Guru. With Guru, there is absolutely no question of disobedience, and provided the Guru is again <laughs> is an agent of Krishna. If he is again cheating, you reject that Guru also. That is also explained in the Hari Bhakti Vilas by Sanatana Goswami. You should reject the Guru who is not in the proper, you know, properly placed. You reject him. Just like Bali Maharaj rejected Sukracharya because he was not proper. So, anytime when the so-called responsible person or the senior is supposed to be, um, I mean, he, he deviates from the path, then he has to be rejected. So, Guru especially, he has to be rejected if he is not taking one to Krishna, if he is cheating in the process, if he has not you know, um, followed the instructions of his Guru. So, like that. 
this is very important hmm? next um, we have question by Bhaktavirendra a person who is a Dvija or Brahman by birth by birth and gets initiated by a thread ceremony and if he is a Krishna conscious devotee then whether he needs to get initiated from guru or spiritual master and he said I am a born Brahman and initiated in thread ceremony belonging to Madhva Vaishnava lineage so is there a requirement to get initiated from a spiritual master so my question is nowadays even in the Madhva lineage, lineage and uh, Ramanuja lineage um, or even any any smartha lineage who was the guru who was your guru is he coming in the parampara is he a pure devotee and when that initiation happened did your spiritual education start then or did it start with actually with actually Prabhupada's books sometimes people may know Bhagavad Gita they know all the shlokas when they go to these Mayavadi groups also then they will know they will know how to chant some shlokas and all but when did they actually start the sadhana, the, the whole process of devotional service? Seriously, when did that start? That person who effected that change is the actual Guru. So, in, by way of family customs and um, rituals, we may catch some things like, you know, Ram and Krishna. We have that respect. As, as Hindus, they would have the respect of for, you know, this incarnation. But then... Has, has that been as exclusive as we are following now under the guidance of Srila Prabhupada? And did, did we have Upanayanam means to accept the Acharya and to accept his discipline. That now I am becoming a disciple, I have to Gurukula, I have to go and you know, um, I have to follow the orders of the spiritual master at the Gurukul and learn all the sadhana. Did I do that when I, I also, I am so called born Brahmin. <laughs> I got my thread when I was 10 years old. But I did not learn anything spiritually. I did my Sandhya Vandanam, I did. I did all that. I chanted so many mantras. But then I had no idea what I was doing. I did not know who I was. I did not know who the Lord was. And what is my relationship? Who? Nothing. Zero. So that is not real initiation. Initiation means Divyam Gyanam Yatodadyat Kuryat Papasya Sankshayam Tatha Dikshet Saprokta this is by Jiva Goswami in the Bhakti Sandarbha 283rd verse. So there he is explaining that Diksha means Divyam Gyanam Yatodadhyat. When we receive um, transcendental knowledge and Kuryat Papasya Sankshayam, when our sins are all taken away by the spiritual master. So that is real initiation. So and did you get a second, did you get a name when you were initiated in that Madhva line? Did you get initiated name like what we get? Because if we don't, Prabhupada says in that verse where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave Dabir Khas and Sakar Malik, they, he gave them the names as Rupa and Sanatana. Then there Prabhupada writes in the purport that if if they don't change the name of, at initiation, it is understood that they will continue in their bodily concept of life. So all these things, what was the proper, what was the process that was followed in your initiation? If it is not, then you would accept Prabhupada as the Guru. Next. Um, question by Nabajit Saikya. 
Hare Krishna Prabhuji, as per the scriptures, Guru Shishya Parampara is critical for advancement in the spiritual path and accordingly, getting initiated is the subsequent step to be followed. However, what is the best method to serve the temple? We like cooking and serving deities very much. Does initiation bring any effectual outcome if the initiated disciple goes off track of pleasing the Supreme Personality of Godhead, deviating from the mission of the founder Acharya and preaching the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Harinam Sankirtan movement? So firstly, the few questions here. The Guru Shishya Parampara is critical for advancement in the spiritual path and accordingly getting initiated is a subsequent step to be followed. Yes. So for that, the Guru has to be proper and the spirit and the disciple has to be proper. If either one is not proper, then the Diksha is of no use. So especially if you are aware in our movement, Srila Prabhupada is the only Diksha Guru. And we have established this with concrete, I mean conclusive evidence. We had a, we had a series of five webinars that we did a few weeks ago and every evidence was shown there and every argument being answered that Srila Prabhupada is the only Diksha Guru and that's what he wanted. But in today's ISKCON, unfortunately, this is not being followed and there are so many gurus who have come and usurped the position of Prabhupada. They say Prabhupada is the guru but then they take the worship, they take the, you know, they have their own pranamantra and all these things are not allowed. Prabhupada never, never at one point gave the um, thing that, okay, you all become gurus now. Now this is the next successor. Never. He never gave that. So, we, first of all, we have to accept the fact that Srila Prabhupada is the only guru. And then we have to become his disciples. Next. <clears throat> so, that is the Guru Shishya Parampara. Parampara means not just somebody living, somebody who you see. No, somebody who you hear. Just like even when Srila Prabhupada was there, only very few disciples could actually deal with him personally for extended periods of time. Many people just saw him once, saw him twice. Some people even did not even see him. But they were initiated by him. So how did they get that connection by Prabhupada? They were reading Prabhupada's books and they were being trained under the temple guidance. So that is the training. So uh, it is not that there should be a physically um, visible person the, you know, who has to give the Diksha. No, that is not in the Shastra. Shastra is that the Guru must be a pure devotee and the disciple must be inquisitive. Then the, um, the combination will work. Otherwise, it's not going to work. If we have a guru who is not a pure devotee, then that is not going to work. And a pure devotee means he will first of all follow the orders of his guru. If he does not follow the orders of his guru, that means he is not a pure devotee. Because nobody can become a pure devotee by disobeying his spiritual master. Charya Vaishnava Seva Nistar Pai Chekeba. So that should be first understood. Next. How, however, what is the best method of serving the temple? We like cooking and serving deities very much. So, disciple means it is not about what we like. It is about discipline. Discipline does not always entail what we like. Even if we don't like. Anukulyasa sankalpa, pratikulyasa varjanam. So, anything that advances our spiritual life, we should accept. Even if we personally don't like to do it. Suppose we like cooking and then the, the devotees ask us to wash the toilet in the temple. You cannot say that, oh, come on Prabhu, I am, I am, I am, I am a cook, you know, I am, I am, I am this, I am that. No, you have to wash. 
that is humility so vaishnava is basically he will do anything for the lord if he wants to like arjuna he he had to fight with his own he had to kill his own grandfather his teacher his 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 um, cousins he had to kill and krishna asked him and he did it so he will do anything that is a devotee whatever is asked of him he has to do that is real disciple disciple means discipline discipline means many a times especially in the beginning yatta dagre vishamiva parinaame amritopamam satsukham satvikam proktam atma buddhi prasadajam is explained in the 18th chapter 38 verse i think or 37 no yeah this 1837 hmm that which in the beginning may be just like poison but at the end is just like nectar and which awakens one to self realization is to be said to be happiness in the mode of goodness so this happiness in the mode of goodness in krishna consciousness which is actually even more than just goodness pure goodness in the beginning uh, usually people don't like to wake up in the morning early and then don't like to chant the holy name don't like to follow the four principles and so many things and even after accepting all those there may be other things which devotees may or may not like but it's not about liking anymore it's about what krishna likes just like the gopis you know gopis said you know when narada asked them please give some dust from your feet i need to give to krishna for his headache if he puts the dust he will get cured please please take what why, what are you waiting for no take no they give so narada muni asked are you not afraid of going to hell no it doesn't matter so what he, his headache must be first of all cured that's it if that means hell for us so be it so that's how uh, disciple means so whatever for krishna whatever for the spiritual master mm. so what is the best method to serve the temple first of all you have to find the right even before the services and all we have to first find the right association because 3.29.17 in the purport we see here see this is very important subject friendship should be cemented between persons with mutual interests and understanding such persons are said to be swajati of the same caste the devotee should avoid a person whose character is not fixed in the standard understanding even though he may be a vaishnava or a devotee of krishna if his character is not correctly representative then he should be avoided one should steadily control the senses and the mind and strictly follow the rules and regulations and he should make friendship with persons of the same standard so that means in our case we have to first of all understand that shri prabhupada is the only diksha guru and if you associate with devotees who also accept that truth not of those who say that oh ritviks are demons ritviks are apasampradayas just throwing some words at the ritviks and then they're not actually explaining what prabhupada said shastrically they're not showing anything whereas we are showing all the evidence full evidence and you can be prabhupada's disciple why do you want to be anybody else's disciple so that has to be first of all um dial in so we have to accept the association of those devotees who accept shri prabhupada as the original spiritual master as the as the original dikshu guru of our society is gone anybody who 
presence any other guru so called now iskon is offering so many gurus and somebody is falling down we have gone through this so whole ritvik system that five webinars that we did the whole series maybe the some devotees can share the link of those series that playlist so you can actually watch them and i mean at your own discretion you watch it with an open mind and see how it is presented we're not into blaspheming we're not into you know saying that this guru did that this guru did that we're not going into all that at all we're going into the root what the whole issue is and what prabhupad wanted let us actually take a look close look at what prabhupad actually said what he actually wrote what he actually wanted with every single piece of evidence in that in that uh, connection so that is what that uh, series is all about so watch it with an open mind and see uh, then you make your decision so that's the first thing so god get a first thing is shri prabhupad's position then to find the right association who promote the correct position of shri prabhupad and then comes the service then comes the service <clears throat> does initiation bring any effectual outcome if the initiated disciple goes off track of pleasing the supreme personality of godhead deviating from the mission of the founder acharya and preaching the chaitanya mahaprabhu's hari naam sankirtan movement no he will not get the desired result if we go off track if we if we fall down if we deliberately especially sometimes it may be an accidental fall down and if he repents and comes back that's fine you know he can come back but if it's a deliberate uh, disobedience then that's not going to take us very far in fact it is going to take us in the opposite direction we will our enthusiasm will wane our advancement will be stifled and we will not go anywhere in fact we will commit offenses further and it will bring us an unfortunate end so in fact there are also such um, uh, what in the purport i think sunogopal was actually sharing last few days ago about um, what happens to a devotee who does not take the instructions of the spiritual master seriously so many actually i i do not remember exactly those um, quotes so many as all over the place it is there <laughs> so the initiation does not hold actually i was hearing in the lecture also prabhupada was saying that that initiation is not just everything we have to initiation means what diksha kale bhakta kare atma samarpan chaitanya mahaprabhu said diksha means that the disciple is offering himself up to the spiritual master that now i am your disciple and karishe vachanam tava i am going to do whatever you say and i accept whatever you say as truth sarvam etadritam manya yanmam madasikeshava so that is disciple so if he is not working on that if he is not acting on that promise that he makes at the time of initiation then that is not a disciple anymore so he will be you know the spiritual master is no more obliged to help him but sometimes of course the spiritual master is merciful and he does help but it's not an assured thing it's it's on the purely on the mercy of shri prabhupad that if he would you know still want to help him being a compassionate vaishnava that he is he would but that's not the business of the disciple to make shri prabhupad you know um, come back here again and again to save us so we have to take his instruction and go back and be very sincere in following the instructions next question by um, suchandra prabhu hari krishna prabhu how do we understand impersonalist are they the people who meditate and finally want to merge with supreme yes why do they wish for that 
is it because they cannot accept the fact that the lord is superior to us and they envy the supremacy of the lord yes precisely so because they want to be the same as the lord so they think that liberation means that's because shankaracharya's misinterpretation of the vedas they think like that that oh, we are actually liberated but now we are under the condition conditional existence and when we get liberated we become merged they, they say like in a pot ghatakash patakash you know in the pot um there is air or the sky or the space in a covered pot and outside there is also space ether or the sky now that sky inside the pot is separated from the sky outside the pot because of that shell of the pot the covering of the pot now if the pot is broken then the air inside and the air outside merges and become one sky so that is their explanation ghatakash patakash but are we pots probad said <laughs> we are not pots you know so probad said an analogy has to has to be made when there is as much similarity between the two things as possible but uh, when there is no similarity between us and pots how can it be same no and krishna's krishna's instruction is exactly the opposite our thing is not to use analogy actually there's a nice uh, quote that i shared the other day i think a few weeks back in the in a private whatsapp group that we have some of our devotees on are on that so the quote is that um one devotee of prabhupad one disciple he asked this question that um prabhupad you are very you give analogies very nicely it's easy to understand mm. so um this is how we have to understand like with shastra and analogy then we can understand um then prabhupada corrected him he said analogy is not proof shastra is proof analogy is to support the shastrik statement the shastra is always the proof but those who cannot understand those who have no brains to understand the shastra then there are some analogies that explain the statements of the shastra the shastra is always the proof the analogy is never the proof and some and many a times we we many a time we see the shastra give analogies like krishna gives analogy in the in the second chapter about the you know um, body and the soul in different ways and as a dress you know he is not burned by fire he is explaining in terms which we can understand so that is analogy he is making the shastra available to us in a way which we can understand so the analogy should always be faithful to the statements of the shastras if the analogy is not faithful to the statements of the shastra that that is to be rejected so this ghatakash patakash analogy of the sky within the pot and outside the pot and that is not supported in shastra where krishna is saying natvevaham jatunasam natvam neme janadhipa nachaivana bhavishyama sarve vayam atah param 2.12 bhagavad gita that at all times our individuality is never gone and nainam chindanti shastrani the soul can never be cut into pieces they think the supreme soul has been cut into pieces by this you know this this pot which has cut the sky into two the sky inside and the sky outside but nainam chindanti shastrani the soul can never be cut so how is that is that cut so it is never cut it is always there like that it has never been cut and never can it be joined no it it's always there as separate individuals so they are never dissected or uh, or or coalesced you know or joined together <coughs> the reason is that because they cannot accept the superiority of the lord they want to be the superior they want to be as good as the lord that's exact that's precisely the reason why we are in this material world we wanted to be a competitor of the lord we wanted to be as good as the lord and 
that's why we were sent to this material world and we tried our best and we ended up being the worm in the stool <laughs> and, and even after cultivating of all the knowledge we came back to the same square one where we started off that I want to be the, as good as the Lord I mean is that even knowledge that is the beginning that was the beginning of our ignorance and we came back one big circle and came back to the point where we again started our ignorance and again we are going to start so that's why Ishopanishad also condemns the whole Vaishnavas, the Bhagavatam, the Ishopanishad, everything condemns that so-called impersonalism path because of this. It is complete foolishness. After so-called Jnani, becoming a Jnani, he comes to the point of where he started his Ajnana journey. You know, so that's that's the problem with that. <clears throat> Next question by Bhakti Najanya. Can you explain what is the difference between Advaita and Dvaita philosophy? Is Vaishnava Vaishnava follows Dvaita philosophy. Yeah, so, Advaita means actually the real Advaita. That's why the four Sampradayas, Vaishnava Sampradayas, their philosophies are named as Shuddhadvaita, Kevaladvaita, Dvaita Advaita, Vishishta Advaita. So, all have the word Advaita. Kevala Advaita, Shuddha Advaita, Vishishta Advaita, and what is that? Dvaita Advaita. So, of course, ours is Achintya Bheda Abheda Tattva. So, Abheda means oneness. So, that Abheda, that Advaitam is already there in Vaishnava. But they also accept the Dvaita. So, there is Advaitam between us and the Lord. That is qualitative Advaitam, quantitative Dvaitam. So, we are qualitatively non-different from the Lord, but quantitatively very different from the Lord. Because He is great and we are small. Anoraniyan Mahato Mahiyan. So we are Anu, he is um, what Vibhu. So he is infinite, we are infinite decimal. So that is the difference between the, the Lord and us. But this is not accepted by them. So instead of saying qualitative oneness, Shankaracharya, he just said Advaitam. That means we are one in every respect. That was his misinterpretation of oneness. But the devotee understands oneness as not only qualitative oneness, but also um, purposefully oneness. I mean, the purpose should be one. Like Krishna says, Sarvadharman Parityajya Mamekam Saranam You surrender unto me. And when a devotee preaches the message of Bhagavad Gita, he says, you surrender unto Krishna. So there is complete agreement between the Lord and the devotee. Whatever the Lord says, the devotee says the same thing. He does not change anything. So, he is a perfect representative of Krishna because he doesn't change anything. Bhagavad Gita as it is. That as it is means what? That is Advaitam. That means there is no difference between the Bhagavad Gita spoken by Krishna and the Bhagavad Gita presented by Srila Prabhupada. There is no difference. That is Advaitam as it is. So, that is Advaita. Again. But if you know deviate, that is something else. That is something else. So, in their purpose, there is no difference between the Lord and the devotee. And the devotee completely agrees completely, um, uh, what is that, follows the orders of the Lord, like a, like a shadow. Shadow will not, will follow you wherever you go, without any, um, you know, saying, oh, no, I don't want to come with you. No, the shadow will just come with you. So, like that, just like a shadow does, a devotee, just without any um, disagreement, he will follow the Lord. Karishya Vachanam Tava. That is oneness. That is the Advaitam, between the Lord and the devotee. And also, qualitative oneness. But quantitatively, they are always Dvaitam. And when there are, not only that, 
quantitative dvaitam but also as persons it is two the lord and the devotee dvaitam <coughs> because love can only be between two persons <coughs> we say oh i love um maybe say a samosa that they use that word when the samosa is not a person but you know they are a person and a samosa is not a person and they say i love samosa that means i want to i love enjoying it so i i want to enjoy that is my lust but the samosa cannot love you right so this reciprocation of relationship can only exist between two persons so the love means two way reciprocation it's not one way it's not just i love samosa i like eat it that's usually how they say it in english but that is not <laughs> there's no love that the samosa has for for you so so love means between two persons and the loving exchange so that can only happen between two persons and that is dvaitam <clears throat> the separate identity of the lord and the living entity that is also dvaitam not just quantitative difference but also as persons were different they're always different next question by bhakta virendra how did subhadra devi appear in gokul to rohini we know the appearance of lord krishna lord balram radharani and mahamaya taking birth to yashoda mata actually this is explained by um and what scripture is that recently i think vikas prabhu asked me the same question about the birth of subhadra i shared a couple of verses it's actually the the maya that was born you know for when, when kamsa you know so she herself is described as subhadra also so she is described as subhadra as well so that is explain actually explained there is one shloka that i shared i i can't be able to find it at the moment let's see if i can find it let's see if i can find that so this i found on the internet so shrimad bhagavatam so this person he actually explained with shastric references okay well, let's see let's go here okay 10.2.6 and 7 okay let's go here because today's atmamaya it's subhadra actually yoga maya so it is relevant to today's class so we will go here 10.2.6 shrimad bhagavatam bhagavan api vishvatma viditva kamsajam bhayam yadunam nijanathanam yoga mayam samadishat to protect the yadus he is personal devotees from kamsa's attack the personality of godhead vishvatma the supreme soul of everyone ordered yoga maya as follows yoga maya you see Hmm? then we have the next verse ten dot two dot seven गच्छदेवी व्रजम भद्रे दिस भद्रे मीन्स एक्चुअली सुभद्रे गच्छदेवी व्रजम भद्रे गोप गोपिर 
गोपगोभिर्लंकृत रोहिणी वसुदेव भार्यास्ते नंदगोकुले अन्यांस संविघ्न विवरेशु वसंती द लॉर्ड ऑर्डर योग माया ओ माई पोटेंसी हु आर वर्शिपेबल फॉर द एंटायर वर्ल्ड एंड हुज नेचर इज टू बेस्ट ऑफ गुड फॉर्चून अपॉन ऑल लिविंग एंटिटीज गो टू व्रज वेर देर लिव मेनी काउहर्ड मैन एंड देर वाइफ्स इन दैट वेरी ब्यूटिफुल लैंड वेर मेनी काउज रिजाइड रोहिणी द वाइफ ऑफ वसुदेव इज लिविंग एट द होम ऑफ नंद महाराज other wives of vasudev were also living there incognito because of fear of kamsa please go there so that is explained there so in the bhagavatam in the 8 8 through 10 okay next verse that means devakya jathare garbham sheshakhyam dhamamamakam tat sannikrishya rohinya udare sanniveshaya Within the womb of Devaki is my partial plenary expansion known as Sankarshan or Shesha. Without difficulty, transfer him into the womb of Rohini. <laughs> so, Yoga Maya, through action of Yoga Maya, these things can be done. Manipulations completely uh, impossible in uh, ordinary way, in ordinary material world. But through Yoga Maya, Krishna easily does this. You see, without difficulty, transfer him into the womb of Rohini. <laughs> otherwise, it is impossible. Not just difficult; it's impossible. Otherwise. to transfer one baby from one womb of one mother to another womb of another mother how can that be possible but without difficulty transfer him into the womb of rohini this is atmamaya sambhavami atmamaya you know how balaram how shesha sankarshan balaram came and you know atmamaya by rohini's i mean by sorry by yogamaya's action so and then next verse what is this all oh, this is नेक्स्ट वर्स वी हैव अथाहम अंशभागेन देवक्याह पुत्रतां शुभे प्राप्स्यामि त्वं यशोदायां नंदपत्न्यां भविष्यसि ओ ऑस्पिशियस ओ ऑल ऑस्पिशियस योगमाया आई शल देन अपीयर विद माय फुल सिक्स ऑपुलेंसेस एज अ सन ऑफ देवकी एंड यू विल अपीयर एज द डॉटर ऑफ मदर यशोदा द क्वीन ऑफ महाराज नंद दिस हाउ शुभ सुभद्रास बर्थ हैपन अर्चिष्यंति मनुष्यास्त्वां सर्वकामवरेश्वरीं धूपोपहार बलिभिः सर्वकामवरप्रदां बाय सॅक्रिफाइसेस ऑफ एनिमल्स ऑर्डिनरी ह्यूमन बीइंग्स विल वर्शिप यू गॉडजसली विद वेरियस पॅरफेनेलिया बिकॉज़ यू आर सुप्रीम इन फुलफिलिंग द मटेरियल डिजायर्स ऑफ एवरीवन सो दिस योग माया विल बी नोन एज महामाया आल्सो एज इन इन दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड सो हर एक्शन Uh, will be he she will be known as durga but actually she is yoga maya uh, so for the devotees she will actually help help them uh, become you know devotees and for the material materialistic people they worship her in the form of durga and she she gives them the material benedictions so she was never therefore um, addressed directly as subhadra there the birth So in the ten to eleven, there is uh, various mentions of her names, but then the the mention of Subhadra is not there exactly. Namadheyani kurvanti sthana nichanarabhuvi durgeti bhadra kaliti vijaya vaishnavi ticha kumuda chandika krishna madhavi 
कन्यकेति च माया नारायणीशानी सारदेति अंबिकेति च सारदेति अंबिकेति च Lord Krishna blessed Maya Devi by saying, In different places on the surface of the earth, people will give you different names such as Durga, Bhadrakali, Vijaya, Vaishnavi, Kumuda, Chandika, Krishna, Madhavi, Kanyaka, Maya, Narayani, Ishani, Sharada and Ambika. So of course, Shubhadra's name is not mentioned here exactly. This is the same person. <coughs> now, um, so in this answer, I do not know how to share this link. It was actually asked in Quora. Quora.com. So I got this answer from there actually. <laughs> so in the Harivamsha, it is explained uh, 1.35.5 and 6. It is said, Ramam Sharanam Durdamam Damanam Swabhadram Swabhram Pindarakam Usinaram Chitram Nama Kumarim Charohini Tanayadasa Chitra Subhadra Iti Punar Vikhyata Kurunandana Vasudev begot his eldest son Rama Balaram in Rohini and their other sons are Sarana, Shatha, Durmada, Damana, Swabhra, Pindaraka and Ushinara. O descendant of Kuru, they also had a daughter by the name Chitra who is renowned by the name of Subhadra. In the Mahabharata Adiparva 221st chapter 17th verse Mamai Shabhagini Partha Sharanasya Sahodara Yadite Vartate Buddhir Vakshami Pitaram Svayam. This is my sister, O Partha, and born of the same mother as Sharana. This refers to Rohini, the mother of Sharana. May you be blessed. Her name is Bhadra, and she is the favorite daughter of my father. So, this is in Mahabharata where Krishna uh, asked Arjuna to marry her. So he was introducing his sister to Arjuna. So this is how he said that in the Adi Parva, 221st chapter, 17th verse. <clears throat> so Yoga Maya has 16 different expansions. Uh, one second. 16 different expansions. Subhadra is one amongst the 16. In the Gaudiya Sampradaya, she is revered as a supreme manifestation in various forms. So, that is the explanation of Subhadra Devi. Next question. Ah, yes, so this is, yeah, so Vishwam Prabhu also has quoted the same thing. Then we have quote from Vishwam Prabhu 8.24.6 Uchavache Shubhote Shu Uchavacheshu Bhuteshu Charan Vayur Iveshwaraha No Chavachatvam Bhajate Nirgunatvadhyogunaihi. Like the air passing through different types of atmosphere, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, although appearing sometimes as a human being and sometimes as a lower animal, is always transcendental. Because he is above the material modes of nature, he is unaffected by higher and lower forms. 
you see it's a very nice verse quoted by Vishwambar Prabhu in the comments so even though he may appear in human being and sometimes as a lower animal he's always transcendental that's why in the Prahlad Maharaj also said Itham nirtir yagrishdeva jhashavatarair lokan vibhavayasiham si jagat pratipan dharmam mahapurushapasi yuganu vrittam channa kalauya dabhavastri yugothasatvam In this way, my Lord, <coughs> you appear in various incarnations as a human being, an animal, a great saint, a demigod, a fish or a tortoise, thus maintaining the entire creation in different planetary systems and killing the demoniac principles. According to the age, O oh my Lord, you protect the principles of religion. In the age of Kali, however, you do not assert yourself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and therefore you are known as Triyuga or the Lord who appears in three Yugas. Another verse is also there. I think 1.8.30 <coughs> by Kunti Devi. Janma karmacha vishvatman ajasya karturatmanaha tiriyan nireshasu yadasu yad atyanta tad atyantan vidambanam <coughs> of course it is bewildering, O soul of the universe, that you work through you work though you are inactive. Ajasya Akarturatmana. Of course it is bewildering, O soul of the universe, that you work though you are inactive and that you take birth though you are the vital force and the unborn. You yourself descend amongst animals, men, sages and aquatics. This is very bewildering. So So another question, Maya also means mercy. Is that the reason for the Dham to be named as Mayapur? Probably. <laughs> the, the abode of mercy. Yeah, looks like. <laughs> um, next question by Krishna Smaranam Prabhu. If a devotee gets initiated in his con, should he take reinitiation if he becomes Ritvik? Not necessary. He can just continue with the name, but just understand that he that initiation was actually from Prabhupada and not from anybody else because they are supposed to be Ritviks. They are supposed to be Ritviks in Iskon there. So, their initiation should be by right, should be on behalf of Srila Prabhupada. So, just take it as that because that is the actual reality. They thought they were Gurus and maybe you thought they were your Guru but in the in the actual matter of factly, they are not your Guru. They are Shiksha Guru, yes, but not Diksha Guru. So that initiation was actually meant to be from Prabhupada. So just accept him as a supreme, I mean as not supreme, spiritual master, Diksha Guru of of you. So that is that is how we should take it. Alright. So then thus we come to the end of this today's session. So today we will uh, tomorrow we will have the AMA Monday. So I will I will I will share the link in a while after this class, and you can start posting your questions there. Of course, if there are many many questions, we will try to finish the session in about two hours, two and a half at the most. So unless there are really pressing questions that you have, if you ask every question under the sun again, I do not know how I'm going to finish everything in two hours. So consider that as well. So, ask questions um, which really require clarification for you. Sometimes, of course, you all ask questions uh, which you already know the answer of, but then you want others to know the answer. So, that's also good. I don't say no, but uh, when answer is very obvious and like very, very clear and 
so maybe you know um, use your discretion all right but i encourage all of you to ask questions that that's the whole point of today's uh, tomorrow session so um with that we will conclude today's session thank you very much bhagavad gita ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai ananta koti vaishnav vrind ki jai nitai gaur premanande hari hari bol hare krishna